0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast.
1: And I'm just checking in on you.
0: I'm checking in to see how you're doing. If you're a man, I know you're doing
1: just fine because it's September 1st. And what does September mean? Fucking goddamn NFL football! Ba Give me a fucking life!
0: Oh, I can't wait! I actually woke up this morning. Ba do ba do poop. I thought it was opening day today, and I was like, "Do the fucking Bills? I'm sorry. Do the Bills play the
2: fucking Rams to kick off the goddamn 2022
1: NFL season? Is that what I'm thinking? I was just fucking standing on the bed, standing over my wife. Do you know what today is? on two, on two, ready, break
0: she's like, um, it's next week so why don't you calm the fuck down that, none of that happened, it all happened in my head it all happened in my head, and in my head my wife was also excited for football season, but we know that in life, you can't have it all because when you have it all, then you appreciate nothing okay, it's the struggle it's the struggle that makes you appreciate just being able to sit down for fucking half a second and have a cup of coffee, you know? Or maybe maybe stare out the window as you eat a sandwich, right? If anything you ever fucking wanted was always there, there would be no joy.
1: You know, you're in the clouds, right? You don't know You don't know if you're fucking up or down. So why don't we just
0: sit back and thank all the cunts in our lives? <laughs> Do you know what's funny today? I dropped my daughter off at school. And I was fucking trying to make a left. And this woman was trying to make a right. I'm like, why isn't she fucking going? She was across from me. I'm like, you know. Go! Right? And I didn't see, you know. You know that blind spot you have with, with, with that piece of metal every car has that brings the roof down to the hood? That's where the pedestrian was. So I started to go, and then I saw the pedestrian. so I stopped. And then as the woman made the right, she was a woman of a particular age. You know that look that fucking older women that are successful? You know what I mean? It's funny. Their hair looks like it's 26. Their glasses are like $40,000, and then their face looks like the Crypt Keeper. You know, big fucking, you know, fake lips and shit. They just have this look, maybe it's an LA thing. They just have this look when they make the turn when I'm being, and I admit I was being overly aggressive, right? They have this look that they do where they just sort of, as they make the turn, they're not even looking where they're going. They're just looking at you and their mouth is like, sort of like, not, it's like 50% slack jawed. They have like this, "Ah," is it fucking looking at you? I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, I cut off a lot of people. I cut off so many people I actually have this po- population broken down into segments. I saw the, another woman today. I was pulling up to the red light and I just looked over at her and she was, I don't know what the fuck she was eating. It's like a monster burrito or anything. Like a breakfast burrito. And I looked over and I was just thinking, what if she looked at me and I just shook my head, you know, just judging her. <laughs> Not that I would do that, but just to do it for the fucking joke. Oh, Bill, Bill, what if you weren't a cunt? What if you were just nice to people out on the road? I was nice today. I was nice today. Sort of. Oh, whatever. My daughter was hilarious this morning, you know? We have, like, uh, this ongoing battle with, like, the tablet. Like, I'm not into that shit at all. Them having phones, them having tablets or whatever. But there is that thing where they, they have to know how to interact with the shit because, you know... We live in this world. Oh, speaking of fucking witch, has anybody ever said that? Speaking of fucking witch, I like that. I'll put that on a t shirt. Um, I forget where I was. I was either in Buffalo or Redding, Pennsylvania. And me and Kenny and Dean got on the elevator. And then this fucking robot vacuum cleaner just showed up around the corner like R2-D2. Like the thing was like, you know, like as big as a toddler. And it was trying to come in and it couldn't get in. So I'm trying to hit the doors to close. And this fucking little,
1: fucking little, little cunty fucking robot overrode me. He was somehow tapped into the elevator that I couldn't make it fucking close. Like this little fucker decided. And I, I got to I gotta sit there, right? I'm a guest in this goddamn hotel.
0: You know, when it was a human being that vacuumed the floors, they were like, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I get it. You got to get on with your day. This little f- fucking entitled, little fucking robot
1: cunt overrode me, the human being. Okay, one of us made you. It wasn't me. I know I'm not smart enough. Do you know I'm not smart, you little robot cunt? Is that why you're overriding me? Oh,
0: man, the, it, it, it just, it it. It was unsettling. The only thing that made me feel alright is I could I could tip it over. If all of a sudden it came at me with like a little skill saw, if it went, to, you know, like its hand went behind its back and then it came back out and now it was like a saw, you know, like they're doing like the cartoons. Um It was fucked. And then the thing gets on the damn elevator, and then it's like fucking getting up in my my, my, my space. Like, it's trying, I don't know, like, read me or something like that. And I I was cursing that the whole way down. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And I know good and goddamn well there's some fucking nerd, okay, in some bunker in, like, goddamn St. Louis. That's where I think it's all going down, in St. Louis. Middle of the country, as the oceans fucking raise up and all the rats drown. Huh? All the liberals drown first. It's near the ocean. Liberals like an ocean. They live on the coasts, right? And as it raises up, it raises up and starts getting the red people, right? First the blues. And all the red people are going to laugh. Ah, that's because that's that's
1: cause God's punishing you for voting for a Democrat. Right?
0: And then the fucking water's going to keep coming. they going to oh,
1: shit. It is his word that now he is going to take us. That is no longer him punishing the blue people. It is now him bringing us into his kingdom because he made us in his image. However, they're going to
0: spin it. No one will ever think it was the fucking oil companies that every time we came up with a cleaner bit of energy, like, you know what, Andrew Themelis, well, I don't want to put it on him, but he's the one who told me, I guess nuclear fucking energy is a
1: great thing. In my whole life, it was all the hippies were like, hey, man, like, no nukes, man. Like, keep it fucking natural, man.
0: They had them all over their little fucking Volkswagen uh little buses and shit. And evidently that rhetoric was uh from the fucking oil companies. And now I'm out here in LA. All the water's drying up. And uh, you know, it's like 107 fucking degrees out. And I don't know, maybe we should have gone nuclear. Nuclear nuclear? Is that how you say it? Nuclear? Nuclear. I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say it. But anyway, this fucking robot cunt rides with me all the way down. And I just had this urge to uh, tip it over. You know, and I think at first if you do that and you fuck the thing up, at first it would be like vandalism or damage. Like I want to know from the eggheads out here that are fucking working on this. I didn't get through the St. Louis thing remind me I'll get back to St. Louis but I think at what point does tipping over some little robot elevator cunt oh you want to come in I'll put you on your fucking head you don't have any wheels down there now what are you going to do fucking asshole fucking unbelievable anyways at what point if when I do that does it go from vandalism to assault you know because we all know the liberals at some point it'd be like those
1: robots have feelings too
0: that's what I'm going to side with the right, going like, you know, where they're just like, I don't trust those fucking things. There's, we are playing God and all of that. I will be right. That's when I swing my other leg over. See, I don't trust either one of you fuckers. I sit right on the fence, right? I sit right on the fence. You, want, you know, I lean left when it's right. I lean right when it's right. And I fucking try to walk right down the middle of both of you because uh, uh, you know what? Because I think I have it all figured out. That's what it is because I'm in my ego too. I'm in my ego, right? And I think if, you know, if you elect Bernie Sanders, he's somehow going to topple all the banks because all of these blue and red cunts are just going to play along with them even though even the blue ones have sabotaged this goddamn campaign, you know? I can tell you right now, Trumpsters, if he was running the country and there was an insurrection, at least they would have gone to the right fucking building. They would have gone to the Federal Reserve, which is where all those fucking buffalo-headed cunts should have gone instead of the goddamn capital. You saw there was nobody in there. I love how they acted like all those politicians ran out the back door. They didn't run out the back door. They weren't even in there. They were too busy scoping out the property that they were going to get in fucking Martha's Vineyard. You know those guys. What are they? does what what a senator make? Huh? 175 grand, 200 grand a year. They All have these massive gated community houses. He made a lot of money in the private sector. Did
1: he? Did he score? Did he? Score? Huh? Anything he
0: touched turned to gold. Ah, oh, how did that happen? Unbelievable! It's unbelievable the way these senators and representatives could just predict the fucking market in the private sector. Um, I was a public servant. I was a public servant for over thirty-five years, and somehow I'm worth thirty-seven million dollars. <laughs> I
1: made two hundred grand a year.
0: Um. Uh, all right, I'm off the fucking reels. You know what it was? Is I had a nice fucking double espresso. I got my orange here. All right? Oh, Billy, big britches, is back on his diet, you know? And uh, I'm gonna, I finally um, got time to get myself in shape. We are literally in the final bit of uh, putting the movie together. We have a fun day today. We get to go uh, start doing the music, and then we're going to color it. Uh, we got one scene that we're going to add. To throw in there. That's gonna be fun. Uh the two people I wanted to cast, I got uh the Fenway gig is behind me. It's fucking fantastic. You know, now I can kind of do whatever the fuck I want to do. And then football season is starting. I me, mean, what more? Honestly, what more do you need? I know I know what I need. I need a robotless world. Or at least can I live in a world where if I decide I don't want to be on the elevator with this robot cunt, I can actually. Can you imagine if like serial killers had that ability? You see some shifty guy coming down the hall and you're like, I don't want to ride in the elevator with this guy. And you go to press the button and then like the Terminator, it cancels it out. You know what's funny is I basically was in an elevator with a glorified vacuum cleaner and I'm already, you know,
1: it's a slippery slope, man,
0: right? Um, speaking of slippery slope, the New York Yankees, I watched the game yesterday. I'm watching the Yankees now. Uh, I watched the Red Sox, but then I flipped back and forth to the Yankees because I'm rooting for Aaron Judge. I want to see him break this record. He hit his 50 at the fucking bomb to straight center Um, the other night uh, in a victory against the Angels, I believe. And uh, maybe they lost. I can't remember. But last night I, I put it on, and it was like, all right, they're up two to nothing. Yankees are up two to nothing. And, uh, you know, they're playing the Angels. And, uh, you know, Aaron Judge ought to be coming up. I don't know what inning it was. I just kind of watched like the last four. Their starter was doing great. He went out and then he went to the bullpen. And, you know, with the Yankees, the way they're playing right now, their bullpen, I don't know what the deal is. That's when the game gets exciting because, you know, they could come in and shut him down or, the, or they could, you know, I don't know. But it wasn't the pitcher's fault last night. It was uh, throw to throw. Basically, this guy hits one down the third baseline, and that guy who claims he didn't say he was like Jackie Robinson, he stabbed it, got up, and he threw it. I don't know if it was Rizzo on the bag, but rather than coming off the bag, he tried to stretch because it was to his right, and it got past him, and then that guy went to second base. And then the next play is a grounder, like a fucking, uh, should have been a double play ball, but uh, that guy was on second but now that he's on second, does that change the way he pitch? I don't know. The shortstop boots it. Two errors in a row. All right? So it, I'm not saying the first one wouldn't have been like an infield hit. But if it was online, I think, no, I think he would have had it. So it was a throwing error. So it's basically two errors. And then Otani gets up. And I'm like, wait a minute, this guy... This guy is is the Japanese Babe Ruth. I mean, this guy can throw a fucking no-hitter or hit a home run. Let's see what he's going to do. And what does he do? Like Aaron Judge, he goes straight away center, hits a fucking bar to make it three to two. And I'm like, holy shit. But then it was still like the seventh inning, and I'm like, all right. Yankees, you know, they're only down a run. Let's see what they can do. And the Angels brought this guy in, who I can only describe as somebody who looks like he'd either be hanging out at a bowling alley, selling grass in the 70s, or he's like a total full-on, like, analytics guy, like, total math team guy. Like, he just looked like, uh you know those guys that are just skinny their whole lives and they had that really fucking pronounced Adam's apple? They sort of look like buzzards, you know, and then they put the glasses on. You're like, oh, it's a smart buzzard, right? That's kind of what he looked like. (laughs) So I didn't have a lot of faith in him, and uh, he proved me wrong, and they won. It was an entertaining game. So uh, this is also another thing that I love about September is, like, baseball, all the races start, like, you know, getting tight and everything like that, and if your team's out of it, I just start watching the games that matter or whatever. I did see, though, the line shot um, that What's-His-Face hit, a grand slam for the Red Sox. Um. why the fuck is his name escaping me he's like the guy that everybody wants it's not Devers it's not Story it's not Bobby Dawback. it's the other guy it's our shortstop well you know it'll come to me I understand how my old brain works now you know what I have to do is not think about it and then just casually glance at it out of the corner of my eye and then the answer comes to me
1: Sandra Bogots woo
0: see how that works it's what it is you just say you know what it's when you care when you have an older brain and you care, you start to fucking panic and everything starts fucking ping-ponging up in your brain. And then the second you're like, you know what, I don't give a fuck, your brain comes back, you know, like a cat. Like, hey, come on, man. Don't be like that, right? The idea pops back in your head. Um, so anyway, uh, I actually was at a newsstand the other day. You remember those things? And, uh... I bought a couple of magazines. I bought this one on custom trucks that I thought would have Ford and Chevys. It just had, it was all, you know, GMs, which I don't mind. Like, I love a square body. I kind of like the GMC better than the Chevy because I feel like Chevy's like a little more mainstream. Like, uh, like right now, if I was going to buy like a truck for the whole family, I'd have to go GM. You know, I would either get the Denali, Denali, which is basically a four-door Bronco or Blazer or a Suburban, which I rented when I was in Boston and had like a 30-gallon fucking tank and was claiming you could drive 480 miles on a full tank. And I'm thinking like, at what, like seven miles an hour? Um, but, you know, Chevy Suburban, four-wheel drive, you know, it's kind of fucking nice, but a little sportier, you go to Denali. Uh... Yeah, and if I was going pickup truck, I got to go F-250 regular cab. That, that's it right there. That's my shit, okay? And I'm sticking by it. And then if I bought a sports car, I would buy the Porsche 911 Targa with the T-top and the metal roll bar, and I would get it in that fucking 1970s orange because that's what every guy that was balling in the 70s, they would have like those wild colors. Um, now, am I going to do any of that? No. You know why? Because you can only drive one car at a time. And then if you get a whole fucking bunch of them, then it just becomes this, this thing. This thing that you now have to go deal with. I wonder if you can rent one of those somewhere. That's the way to go. I rented a Porsche one time when I went out. I did a gig in Hawaii. And I went to the Pro Bowl. What a fucking great weekend that was. And me and my wife rented a Porsche convertible, Total Taurus, when we were in Hawaii. That was the time I started drinking those white Russians on the fucking beach before our flight. The fuck was I thinking? I drank like six of them. (laughs) Oh, my God. I had like five at the beach, and then I drank one more at the airport. And my wife was like, what are you doing? I said, this is the last few seconds of my vacation. And she just she goes, you know you're gonna have a brutal hangover halfway through this flight. I was like, I don't care because I'm living in the moment. And uh we were both right. I made the right decision to live in the moment. And she was hundred percent right because I came to about an hour left in the flight, and I was like, Ugh. Yeah, it was like I might as well drank like fucking like whiskey flavored milkshakes. It was it was one of the one of the worst hangovers I had. One of the one of the uh, uh Ones I don't care to remember. Um, can we talk Buffalo Bills for a second? I didn't know they signed Vaughn Miller. I mean, I can't even tell you how fucking excited I am about the AFC this year. All right? I mean, look at, look at the, the fucking goddamn quarterbacks. The quarterbacks that we have in the AFC, this is the future. I'm calling it right now. I think. uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about the defenses in the NFC. But I just, I just. Dude, look at the fucking AFC West. There's just four fucking studs at quarterback. And I'm thinking to myself, hey, Bill, you didn't book any shit in the fall. I'm going to start going to some Los Angeles Charger games because Patrick Mahomes is coming to town, Derek Carr's coming to town, uh, Russell Wilson is coming to town, and for some fucking reason, I can't remember the San Diego guys' quarterbacks—Herbert, right? Not Dustin, Christian, Dakota. Wait, Chargers. I've already done this. QB. Why can't I remember this guy's name? Herbert. Yeah, it is Herbert. Justin. Not Dustin. Justin Herbert. How fun are those fucking games going to be? All right. Then you got Joe Burrow. And you got Josh Allen. There's is four, six. Who else do we got? And we're going to see what Mac Jones is all about. Coming back for his third year. I don't know. I'm really uh I'm really excited. I like the, uh, the AFC fucking West is going to be sick and then I t- the hopefully the Bills you know be amazing is if the Bills play who the fuck do we play this year? What division are we play? Hang on a second. Hang on a fucking second. Patriots Patriots, Patriots schedule 20, not home, you cunts. Well, I'll be able, okay, oh, the Ravens. Oh, we're going with that division. Is that what you're telling me? No, wait, we play the Raiders. We play the Raiders. We got the Steelers, the Packers, Browns, Jets, Patriots, sorry, Jets, Bills, Raiders, Dolphins. Oh, that's our home schedule. No, it isn't. Oh, we're playing the Bengals, too. Fuck. That's at home. Wow. And then we're playing, uh, what is it, the AFC, the NFC West. Wait, Cardinals, Vikings. Wait, who are we playing? Lions. No, we're playing the Central. Then we just have a random game with Arizona. We got the Panthers, which is going to be Baker Mayfield. Tua with the Dolphins. That skinny gentleman there for the Ravens. I don't know who's with the Steelers now. Derek Carr. We got got some quarterbacks we're going up against. They got Lynn Dickey out there in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers. Then they got the guy who likes to go to the massage parlor for the Browns. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun-ass year. I can't wait. And then we also have college football this weekend. What are you guys thinking about USC and UCLA going into the – into the uh, the Pac-10 not the Pac-10 the Big Ten I don't know from what I heard what those teams are going to do is when they have a travel game they're just going to go they're going to have back-to-back weeks they just stay out there so they're going to go out there and then practice you know play the first game and then just stay out there and then play the next one so they're literally on the fucking road like a baseball team they're going to have to pay these kids and you can have, like, fucking holdouts and shit. It's going to be a nightmare. I don't know how you're going to do it. But what's funny is how all these other fucking, like, sports that barely buy anything for the school. Like, who's kidding who? All right? Your football and your basketball program is why you have your campus. That's basically it at all the big schools. All right? No one gives a shit about your fucking rowing team or whatever. Um... So then, and then it's going to become like,
1: well, how come the guys are making more money than the women? They're, they're literally
0: going to do that and they're going to completely ignore ticket sales. Um, so here's the thing, though. Ladies, you have all the power here. If you want female athletes to make more money or to make the same amount of money, you, I, I said this in my last special, you, all you have to do is go to the games. You go to the games and you start buying some fucking merch. If you women actually gave a fuck about each other, Okay. If you if you guys started doing togetherness rather than whatever the fuck it is that you've been doing that you then blame men for um which you know we probably pitted you against yourselves but you're also smarter than we are. So like you figured it out. Now act accordingly. <laughs> it's just more fun to fight. All right, meundis everybody. Ah Doot doot me undies, me undies, go watch women's lacrosse. Do, do 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 me undies, me undies, then you'll be the fucking boss.
1: But you don't want to watch those broads. You'd rather watch the guys and have someone else pay for your
0: drinks. And that's why you fucking always stink and you're not gonna make the money we do. But you're wearing me undies. On your fucking clam. All right, MeUndies. You know, we've all heard of gut instinct. But have you ever heard of butt instinct? It's when your butt tells you it wants new MeUndies. Listen to your butt. You don't give a fuck. Okay, luckily, we work with undies, makers of the most buttery, soft, and sustainable undies, bralettes, and socks that exist. If you've ever tried them before, it's a great time to start if you've never tried them before, sorry, it's a great time to start because they're currently offering their best deals in years. All right, this is trending right now on financialunderwear.net. Uh, get 20% off your first purchase with free standard shipping and free returns when you go to meundies.com slash burr. Let your skin sing a song of joy with undies. Oh, my God, my taint feels wonderful. Socks and bralettes that feel as if they're spun from silken clouds. Guaranteed to be the softest stuff you've ever felt in your life. Their signature micro modal, modal? fabric is sustainable, breathable, and stretchy as heck. Stretchy is good, but in the long run, it doesn't help you. Believe me, I just thought I was still a 34-inch waist. Oh, boy, until you go into a haberdashery place. And they don't have the stretchy shit. You're like, what do you mean I'm a 40? Uh, available size in sizes extra small to 4XL. They have new colors and prints dropping weekly. So there's always something exciting to check out. Try their free-to-join membership for free shipping on every order and exclusive perks. Like an item shipped to your door every month, secret sales and every access in early access to their newest stuff. To get 20% off your first order in free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meandes.com slash burr. That's meandes, meundies.com slash burr. All right. And lastly, but certainly, certainly not leastly, uh, Roman, everybody.
1: You know how
0: when you're wearing a great outfit, everything just looks right. And your confidence is soaring. You can walk into a room knowing you're on your A game. If you've been struggling with P.E. Penis. No, premature ejaculation. Physical education. Roman can give you, if you're not getting picked in gym class, Roman can help you. Um, With Roman HGH for eight-year-olds. No. If you've been struggling with performance no. Premature ejaculation. Roman can give you that same feeling in the bedroom. What? Oh, I missed the first part of it You can walk into a room knowing you're on your A game. If you've been struggling with PE, Roman can give you that same feeling in the bedroom. That's not that's not written well. Uh, fitness. Look, we all know that change doesn't happen without action. Whether you're looking for gains at the gym or a better experience in the bedroom, there's never any shame in showing up for yourself and your health. So, if you're dealing with P.E., don't ignore the issue. Instead, face it head-on, no pun intended, with Roman. Okay? You make your dick stand up for the national anthem. All right? Instead of laying there like some fucking hippie that doesn't want to get a job. Uh <laughs> Why do we have to work? That's just a social construct. I don't even know what that expression means. I just know you say it when you're complaining with long hair. You said at some point say social construct. Uh, general. All right, guys. Man to man. I care about each and every one of you. I want you to feel confident and to prioritize your health and your relationships. Absolutely. Get a flat stomach and get along with your broad. All you got to do is caress them and say that they're right. Just do that in the morning. Okay. And then you have a healthy breakfast. But the big thing is in the morning you caress the woman you're with and you just tell her she's amazing and thank her for being with you. Even if you're not feeling it. You just do that. It keeps them calm. All right? And they, they, they stop nitpicking. Maybe you can put on your fucking jogging pants and uh, go, go for a run around the block.
1: You're going to the gym? I want to go. 40
0: minutes later. Uh, If you're ready to do that for yourself, start with Roman. Entertainment. We have a lot of fun around here on my channel, podcast slash show. So I know that if you guys are anything like me, you probably dread wasting time in boring waiting rooms. Then having to spend money on a copay, then insurance. It's a fucking hassle, man. You know how it goes. For my guys out there dealing with uh, premature ejaculation or maybe just loving too much. Why don't we just call it that? If you're suffering from loving too much, I have to tell you about Roman Roman swipes are clinically proven to help you last longer in bed no prescription needed Uh, PE treatments are safe, effective and used by millions of men free two-day shipping go to GetRoman.com slash Burr today if approved you'll get $10 off your first order that's GetRoman R-O-M-A-N for dummies like me dot com slash Burr right, everybody that is the podcast enjoy the greatest part of the year September, the kids go back to school. They act like they don't want to go back to school, but they got their new clothes on. Remember how exciting that is? They get to see kids they haven't seen all summer. Football starts. Baseball means something. Um, And uh, then next month, hockey and basketball start. Then you got Halloween, right? You got some pumpkin bread. Then you go into Thanksgiving. And then into Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah. Oh, whatever the fuck it is you're into. Then you have the saddest of all, New Year's. There we go again. Hit the reset button, and you fight off the fight. Ah, let's not get into that. Um, all right. Enjoy the music picked out by the uh, always brilliant, always wonderful, always, you know, not dipping into his trust fund, Andrew Themelis. I love how that's become like this thing that he's this trust fund kid. <laughs> I'm just riding with Verzi on that one. And we have a bonus episode of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. We'll come right after this from a Thursday a while ago. All right, that's it. Go fuck yourselves. No, enjoy your weekend. And I'll talk to you on Monday. Enjoy the college football. All right, we'll see ya. What's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, September 1st, 2014.
1: Eat some fucking shit. Fat tits, fat tits, fat tits. You guys ready? Huh? Football season. Time to
0: stop working out, everybody. The summer is over. The summer is over. Time to watch people in way better shape than you making way more money than you as you get fatter and dumber. I don't know about you guys, but I can't fucking wait. Okay? I'm putting away my little Speedo fucking (laughs) bathing suit for the rest of the summer. I am now taking out my football shit. My jerseys and my stupid fucking hard hat that I put the construction, you know, I don't do construction, but I have a fucking logo on the side. Don't you hate that? Somebody did that back. and I think the Steeler fans were the first ones to do that. And they actually were building bridges and they actually worked at construction sites. Then after a while, you just kind of look at somebody going like, is that a foreman? I don't think, is that an account? I think that's an accountant. Is that a fake fucking construction head? Um, anyways, I'm so fucking beyond excited that it's football season. It's been a while. It has been a while since I got this excited and, uh, I watched a little bit of college football. I did my usual, uh, rooting against. I don't even know why I root against Alabama. I, I don't, I don't really not like them. I'm a fucking, you know, I'm a guy from Massachusetts. Where do I get off not liking, uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide? However you fucking say it, Crimson Tide, you know? I just somehow fell into with LSU. And I missed every second of that game because I was doing the, the wonderful oddball tour, but, uh, I, uh, I guess they were down by 20-something, and they came back and won. So um, that's great that they did that, but that's not really an impressive way to start, you know, against boring-ass fucking Wisconsin. What do they do, run the ball to death? I'm just fucking with you, Wisconsin, all right? I just wanted to get you up off the couch, away from that giant fucking cheese block or whatever the fuck it is you're doing, okay? Sitting there with his and her cargo shorts on. Um, car girl, I can't talk. Fuck you. I just got off a plane and I ran home to do this on Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Um, I hope you fucking, um, I hope you're not listening to this right now. Cause that would mean that you're out with some friends and shit, right? Unless you listen to this later. At which point, you know, maybe you had a falling out. Maybe you finally just fucking broke it off with somebody. And I don't even mean in like a romantic way. Like you had a romantic relationship. How about you just fucking get rid of a friend? There's, there's a great New Year's resolution to make in September. September 1st. Isn't it the Chinese year? New Year or something? The year of the oscillating fan? Whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. Um, that's a great thing to do. Especially after, I don't know, depending on how old you are. If you've had friends for a long fucking time, there's this, this got to be one of them. you got to be like, you know what? I'm just sick of your shit. I'm sick of you. You know what? I'm sick of the ride. It's the same fucking ride. And it ends up with an apology as you're pulling into the station. Ah, oh, dude, I'm sorry. Blah, 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 blah. And then when you should get off the ride, you don't. You stay on. And here we go again, going up the hill. Everything seems good. Everything seems good. And they fucking cross that line again. All right, then you go around the fucking roller coaster. That's the big goddamn fight. And then you're pulling in. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. You know, I've just been going through some shit lately. Blah, 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 blah. And then your forgiven ass says it's okay, and you get back on the fucking ride again. Um, get off the fucking ride. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a talk show about that? There's all kinds of talk shows about romantic relationships, but is there anything out there that just talks about, I guess that court TV is friendships gone wrong. Those stupid TV judges sit there screaming at everybody because they're trying to get you to quit flipping channels. What is it about watching somebody getting yelled at? You just have to stop and watch. I hate those judge shows. I don't care about the people. I don't care about their fucking problems. And how, you know, he took one of the fucking pickets out of my fence. So I threw some dog shit over his fence and then he fucking pissed in my car. I mean, I mean, they're not even that compelling. You know, dumb it down to the level of my act. And that's basically what's going on. And then at some point, somebody talks and then the judge has got to start screaming and yelling. I hate how they have the actual authority still of a judge. You know what I mean? You shouldn't. It should be like optional, whether you listen to them or not. And I don't give a fuck all you people out there right now going, well, actually, you know, Judge Wapner was actual judge and all these people. Actually, I don't give a shit. All right. The second you're on TV, you're not a judge anymore. That's like the old timers game for judges. You know, like right before the all-star game, right, they'll have an old Rod Carew will come out and all the greats. You know, when they're swinging the bat and they can barely fucking run because they're in their 60s. That's the same thing with these judges. Once you go on TV, you're not not your job anymore, I don't think, unless you're in show business and you were a dancing monkey from your first fucking open mic. (laughs) Like, what's his face? The guy who looks like a fucking cop from the 1970s. Dr. Phil, a crooked cop at that, right? that guy he's not a therapist he's not a therapist anymore he is a fucking tv star with groupies right cocaine if he wants it it's not a therapist i don't even know what i'm talking about i don't even know how the fuck i got onto this thing all i know is it's labor labor day okay and i and i and it's this is this is the perfect fucking holiday to set off the football season you know, one day a week—that one game that fucking counts. They all count because there's only 16 of them, so they're all important. Two-game losing streak—you're—you're—you're you're, you're in trouble, right? Those football players have been working out all goddamn summer to get into peak physical condition, and what better way to honor them than to sit down and just completely blow out your fucking body? That's what I plan on doing. I'm sick of this fucking working out shit. I want to fucking... I want to grill. <laughs> That's what I want to do for the whole football season. I'm going to fucking grill something different. This is what I, I I would like to do. Eat like an angel all fucking week, right? With my little button nose, you know? My dreamy eyes. I'm just going to add another compliment to every physical thing that I have. Um, nah, I shouldn't say dreamy eyes. i got to make it easier for you guys. My confident forehead. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um... Anyways, that's what I want to fucking do. And uh, I actually have a little bit of time off this year because I just decided to take some fucking time off, you know, because I get the NFL package every year, but it's usually like today. Like I'm flying back from the fucking road. I already know what happened, and I sit down, and I can sort of fast-forward my way through the game, but I don't get to go through the whole emotion of it and any of that type of shit. So this year, this fucking year, I plan on doing it. I plan on doing it. So I don't, I don't really know what's going on in football. The game I watched, I watched uh, I watched West Virginia versus Alabama. And I really resent the highlights of that game where they just keep showing Alabama scoring when there wasn't some major concern going on down there in Tuscaloosa. there, as I tweeted. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, um, that was a close fucking game. And, uh, I didn't see LSU, but I imagine I wouldn't have been impressed with them either if they got down by 20 something. I don't know who the fuck they were playing. Oh, Wisconsin. That's right. I brought it up. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Is it me? But that was sort of supposed to be a cupcake game for Alabama. And they, uh, I don't know. Hey, by the way, is Lane Kiffin, uh, whatever his fucking name is, is he associated with Alabama? I I wasn't sure the first 58 fucking times they showed that guy. What was the big fucking deal? You know? He He had a great job at Tennessee. He told them to go fuck themselves. I'd rather be out here in USC, you know, tagging some Hollywood pussy. Then he went to the fucking Raiders, and now he's back there. Who gives a shit? He's a coach. You hang around long enough, you're going to get fired or whatever. Or if you're smart enough, you leave early. That's the game I want to see. I want to see when Alabama uh, goes up to Tennessee. and It's the first time Lane Kiffin uh, has been there since he fucking left. Now, for those of you who don't watch college football, they take it really seriously down there in the South, especially in the SEC. And by the way, they got this great commercial now, how they swept all the awards. Any fucking major award that, you could be, that could be won last year, the SEC did it. That's never been done by any conference, and they won the fucking national title. So uh, I think they have bragging rights straight across the board, and everybody else has to pipe down. But uh, So anyways, they take the shit real seriously. So out there in Knoxville, Tennessee, for those of you who never been there, it's in the eastern part of the state. It is on East Coast time, okay? If you're thinking about driving from Zanies in Nashville to drive over to a fucking game, you will lose an hour. Okay, and you might miss the beginning of the game, but you can still drive back and make your show. All right. Um, Although I never did it. It was just going to be too much of a fucking thrash. But that is one of my bucket list games. I want to go to that stadium with the Perina catch out fucking, you know, end zone painted. And everybody's going like, dude, you don't want to go out there. I know this guy from Tennessee, right? And he fucking said they're animals. Don't go out there. And it's just like, what the fuck's going to happen to me? I'll put on a Tennessee hat. And I'll just fucking, whatever they say, I'll just say it too. Like some guy,
1: I'm like, that's right, buddy. You fucking know it. You fucking know it. Give me some of that. Yeah. And then I'll just keep walking in. Nobody's going to fuck with me.
0: <laughs> and I just want to go see it. So anyways, Lane Kiffin was the head coach. At Tennessee. Now, Tennessee has had sort of up and down, but I mean, generally speaking, is a respected program as far as I know. And what I know of it was since, you know, Peyton Manning was there. So I don't know shit about it. So I'm going to talk about it without knowing. And all you people in Knoxville can tell me what a dumb fuck I am. And I, I don't give a shit as long as you listen, as long as you listen. So anyways, uh, so he goes there and he's going to turn the program around. Right? Yep. Yeah, whatever that fucking, they all sound the same, right? Ba, 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 it's all the same fucking song. Um, so anyways, he's going to go there. He's going to turn this fucking program around. And then all of a sudden, USC out of nowhere, you know, he probably gave the big long speech. You know, I'm going to turn this program around. Tennessee's had a long and storied history of uh, winning. And uh, I-, I plan to restore that. Blah, blah, blah. So all these fucking villains. Okay, they're out there shining up their smokers. They're buying extra tins of chew. They're creasing the visor on their hat even farther. They're getting an extra oily rag in their back pocket. They are fucking in. They have bought into the Lane Kef- Kiffin era, whatever his fucking name I'm probably saying it wrong. I don't give a shit. Um, I should probably look it up. Uh, Lane Kiffin, right? And then out of nowhere, in the middle of the night, he accepts a fucking job with uh, with USC and he just fucking leaves, <laughs> and I guess that was really embarrassing for everybody in Tennessee because they didn't they they don't they view their school as a destiny school for a coach like their being head coach of the Volunteers should be your dream job. We have won enough games, we have done enough things that we should be able to hold that status, and he treated him like a stepping stone, you know. Like some bitch he was banging on the side. And then his fucking wife called and he fucking comes running home. So basically they can't stand this motherfucker. And um, so the the way I said I wouldn't get in trouble when I went out there because I would just wear a Tennessee hat and have an affected accent. You know, and they wouldn't give a shit. They'd be so drunk they wouldn't notice. They wouldn't look and be, why is this German-Irish guy talking like he's on hee-haw? It wouldn't register.
1: They'd be like, I fucking love this guy, man. Look at him. Redneck, he's a fucking redhead, man. He's even he's in it deeper than we are.
0: Um, but Lane is gonna go back, and he can't do that shit. He's got to come back wearing Alabama. He's got to wear Alabama fucking colors. You know that team named after the detergent. <laughs> I thought that they, you know, something. If West Virginia had converted on a couple of more plays like that fucking game. Could have gone the other way, which you can also say about Alabama. I mean, that one poor kid, he dropped like a 50-yard bomb. It was right in his hands. Um, So I know you can say that, but uh, it was way closer than the way that they showed the highlights. But anyways, I'm really excited uh, that that college football is back. And uh, I'm psyched to watch SEC football. I fucking love it. It is the best. And I'm also excited to see other conferences to try to dethrone them. Okay, so that's what happens on say on Saturday, right? And then on Sunday, you got you got pro football, pro football. This is such a great time of year, and then you also got baseball. The games are starting to matter. Like I'm actually starting to pay attention to my my fucking my D, my Detroit Tigers. Old Billy Bandwagon is a Detroit Tigers fan. Why? Why you ask? Because. I I bought in half on Red Sox season tickets this year and I lost my fucking shirt. I know I live out here, but it's the fucking Red Sox. They just won the World Series and I'm thinking, all right, whatever I don't fucking go to, I can throw them up on StubHub, all right? And someone will buy them and I'll I'll at least break even. But when your team just never gets, they never got going this whole year. I don't give a shit how bad your team is. At some point, they, they put together a little bit of a streak. Gives the fan base a little bit of hope. It never fucking happened. And, um... Oh, shit, this is Andrew talking about the fucking podcast. Alright, no worries. I'm sorry, I just got a text. Anyways, and they never got going, and I've just lost my fucking shirt. So, last game of the year, I have tickets. It's going to be Derek Jeter's last time at Fenway Park. Now... I could sell those two tickets and make some of my money back. Or I could go back and pay my fucking respects to one of the best baseball players I ever saw, both on and off field, the whole way he conducted, ambassador of the fucking game. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fly back to the game. Now, if the Yankees don't make the playoffs, that is his last game he ever fucking plays. However, if the Tigers shit the bed... I think they're, uh, they're they got a four and a half game lead because they got one game one game at hand. Uh, they played one less game, I should say. One game in hand, I guess. Is uh, game in hand is hockey, but whatever. Um, if they shit the bed, then the Yankees they get in, and then it kind of it's not as big a moment. So I'm not being a Yankee hater here. I just I'm being a selfish fan where I want to go to his last game ever, see his last at bat. Um, I mean that's that's some, that's. That's some legendary shit right there, you know? And they always show Ted Williams last at bat at Fenway or whatever. So this is is probably the biggest last at bat in Fenway. I'm trying to think of, uh, come on, one of you guys who plays in the baseball fantasy league, one of you stat guys, who's the other than Ted Williams, who had the most famous last at bat? I mean, obviously, you'd guess a a big-time Red Sox. I'd say the next biggest Red Sox after him would be... uh, Carl Yastrzemski, unless you want to count Babe Ruth's last fucking at bat before we sold him to the fucking Yankees. Oops. Um, and he's kind of fat, you know. I don't. I don't know. You know, he's drinking all the time. Look, we won our three. Whatever. He's gonna go down to that fucking shithole. Go down there. He fucking to the Yankees. They share a stadium. Dude, you realize that before Babe Ruth came there, the Yankees were like the Jets, you know, where the Jets played at Giant Stadium. The Yankees played at the polo ground, which was the Giant Stadium. And then Babe Ruth comes down there. All right. And, and next thing, that's why they call it the house that Ruth built. As far as I know, as far as the drunk people that I've been talking to in sports bar, I, sports bars, I think that that's how the, that's how the story goes. Um. So anyways, there you go. There's, there's, your, there's your fucking sports talk for the week. All right? Now let's get to, uh, let's get to pain for the downstairs here. Uh, Dollar Shave Club, everybody. Okay. We'll get to the other ones later. Just set this thing up here. Um, all right. Let's talk more about, so this weekend, I had such a great time. I did the uh, the Oddball Tour. Remember that? The Oddball slash pay for Billy's basement here. Um. It was just a great time, man. Anytime, uh, you know, I don't get to see those guys, everybody that I toured with. And, uh, you know, we went out, we had drinks. I don't even remember where the fuck we were. We were somewhere in Michigan. They booked us at these amphitheaters. So, like, you know, they're gigantic. So they need gigantic parking lots. So not, they're not really in major cities. So um, I landed in Detroit. And, uh, I fucking love that city, man. I really love that city. I swear to God. I swear to God. I want to find a couple of investors and I just want to buy a block. You know, just buy a block of it. You redo it. You just make it some late night shit. A couple of clubs. No, no, but you need a grocery store to make people move in. That's what I, that's why I, I, for years when I looked at Cleveland and I looked at, uh, Detroit, Buffalo is not as bad, but even like Buffalo, you just look. It's like all it's going to take is just look at these fucking buildings. They're beautiful. I don't know. But every time I get there, it gets a little bit better. So every time I go to Detroit, it's a little bit better. Cleveland's like fucking, there's all kinds of building going on there, man. I, I like all of those. I like all of those um, cities a lot. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because my family's from the Midwest and we drove out there a few times, but there's something about the Midwest. I really like it. And, um, so anyways, we performed down there, um, wherever the fuck we were at. I don't even know. I can't, I can't, I can't tell you the name of one venue. They were all like the, you know, named after some cell phone company. Um, but the, the crowds were just amazing. Absolutely amazing the whole weekend. And I really got to see, uh, you know, just working with, you know, some of the best comics in the country, some of the best up-and-coming guys, some of the, those ones that are, are going to be the guys, you know. Um, we all went out drinking. Dude, I fucking went out drinking in Detroit. Oh, that's right. We stayed at the MGM. Now it's coming back to me. And I was riding back in the van with Nate Borgazzi, and he got wind of, like, saying – hearing that, I said on my podcast that golf wasn't a sport. And dude, the whole way back into the bar through the second round of drinks, we argued about whether or not it was a sport or not. And he he brought up NASCAR. He said, those guys are athletes. I'm like, dude, I'm not saying that somebody who drives a a NASCAR vehicle is not an athlete, but you don't have to be. You don't have to be a fuck. Any sport, like I said, any sport where you can throw like a girl, then it's not a fucking, it's just, you know, you don't have hand, eye cord. Somebody throws you a ball and you fucking tense up and it bounces off you like they just threw it against a wall. I know guys like that and they're, they're still good drivers. I'm not saying that they're NASCAR level, but to me, okay, as much as it's an insult, I'm going to get myself in trouble again here. As much as it's an insult to golf, a lot of people would say that I say it's not a sport. I think it's an insult to NASCAR to just say it's a sport. Because like the NASA level shit that is going on in pit row, that's the funniest thing about going to a race. Is if you're if you're in the stands right across from pit row, the level of intellect that's across the track trying to figure out basically how to make these rockets that don't leave the ground go like a fucking tenth of a mile faster than somebody else. And you're talking, they're going like, you know, 180, 200 miles an hour, whatever the fuck they do now with the restrictor plates. And if you go right across the track, it's guys like me, like we <laughs> sit there with a cooler, eating bologna fucking sandwiches. I, I don't know. I, I think it, I actually, I'm not, I'm not shitting on NASCAR. I, I think it's a fucking insult to say that it's a sport. Um, I, I don't think so. All right. And also the fact of how, where it came from, that it basically came out of like bootlegging during prohibition and having like a stock car. You look at a car and you think it's just stock from the factory, but you got under the hood, you know, you I love that shit. That's why I was talking last week. I love that Mercedes-Benz station wagon. But it comes from the AMG factory. So it can go, you know, whatever. Zero to 16 3.5 seconds. But people think, you you know, you're going to the grocery store. I, lo- I love a
1: fucking sleeper.
0: So um, I'm not disrespecting NASCAR by saying that it's not a sport. I just look at it. I think that's an insult to to racing to say that it's a sport. You know, because as great as basketball is, at the end of the day, you're putting a ball through a hoop. All right. As great as hockey is, you're trying to put a fucking rubber disc into a net. And you can do that with all the, the four major sports. What they're doing is is an entirely different level. Like they're changing what's possible in 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 transportation. Like I don't even know how to say it. I'm too dumb to say. It. You're talking about like like the amount of like physics. The technology that is going on, I don't know. I would say it's closer to transformers than it is a sport, but whatever. So Nate is just sitting there like flipping out. And and his argument about golf is what everybody says about how fucking hard it is. And I just keep going like, dude, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's a sport. Algebra 2 and trig was really hard for me. I didn't think it was a sport. I also don't think just because there's a fucking ball, it makes it a sport either. All right? So, whatever. I'm going to have Nate. I'm going to have Nate Borgazzi on my podcast because it was such a fucking long argument. And then we got into the whole NASCAR thing. I'm going to have him on here. And plus, you guys should know about him because he's a fucking phenomenal comedian. Um, Really one of my favorites that's coming up. Um, I worked, yeah, just a lot of really funny guys. Hannibal Burris, that whole fucking generation of guys, Michael Che, all of those guys are fucking hilarious. And, um, the next night we went to Pittsburgh and, uh, Pittsburgh is one of my favorite cities out there. Um, it just sucks now when I go there, I'm only there for one night. So I think next, next year is I'm putting together my fucking hour. I might do a little three, four day run there. There's always something, you know what I've always wanted to do there? I always wanted to take that fucking, whatever the hell that is, that tram up that hill that you see. Every time I go there, I look out my hotel window and I'm like, there's that goddamn thing I always say I'm going to go up there. Those fucking Illuminati houses looking down on the city like we, we run shit. Like they have the power switch, switch up there and they're going to flip it whenever they want to if people get out of line and shut everything off. Um, and then the last one we did, we did outside of uh, Chicago which another fucking unbelievable city that I don't never get to spend enough time in. Um, another great show. And on that one, we had Amy Schuber. And she fucking
1: crushed,
0: fucking crushed. And um, yeah, I got to work with Sarah Silverman. I never get to work with her. Um, Chris D'Elia, I never get to work with him. I just, it was just fucking awesome. And you know, I had to fucking go on after Jim Jeffries every night, which is Jesus Christ fucking guys. One of the best storytellers I've ever heard. And then I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to get a night off. Cause there's a buffer between fucking him and me. And then fucking Amy Schumer goes out and absolutely destroys. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, it was a great time. And uh, the f- crowds were so well behaved. It was, it was fucking awesome. And then, uh, and then the end of the night I got to hang out with all these comics, uh, It's one of the reasons why I like doing comedy festivals because you get to hang with the other comics and stuff. Chris Hardwick, another guy I worked with. I'm trying to remember to say everybody. Oh, and what's his face? Uh, Stephen Brody Stevens is the funniest fucking host ever. He says so much shit the crowd doesn't even get and the comics in the back are fucking dying. He said, what the fuck did he say? He he was going, I'm going to do a bad impression of him. He's going, ladies and gentlemen, the level of comedian you are going to see tonight, these comedians i have been on television. They've been blah, 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 blah. He goes, these comedians own houses. (laughs) I know I fucking butchered it, but the crowd doesn't even get it because they're sitting in the crowds like, well, we own houses. They don't understand that most comics, it sucks if you stick with, you don't end up with a house or you stay in a one-bedroom apartment like, look at me! I, I fucking I bought a house when I was forty-three years old. I finally got a house, and before then, I was you know in a one-bedroom apartment. You're just terminally in this one-bedroom apartment, waiting for this big break. So it was a really inside fucking joke, and it uh I butchered it. Whatever. I um we I, we got a great picture that uh I don't know who the fuck took it. I can't even remember. I was drinking so much this weekend, but uh um. Stephen Brody Stevens used to play, uh, like AAA baseball or something, or college level baseball. And you know that warm up thing that they do when they walk across the field and they're kicking their foot up into the air and they're trying to touch their hands that's above his head? He brought up Chris D'Elia and when he was walking off stage, he was doing that. And I and never addressed it, never looked at the crowd. And somebody took a picture. It's one of the coolest fucking pictures I've seen. I'll, I'll retweet it on the, uh, the MM podcast, at the MM podcast, uh, Twitter thing. But, um, but whatever, man. It was a it was a great, great time, and um, you know I don't like where my fucking act is uh, currently, and evidently a few people in the crowd didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> um, we drove back in the van last night. It was fucking hilarious, and we just we all we were doing was reading the tweets from people that didn't like us And the van ride back. was one of the funniest van rides. I had somebody write. Uh, Bill Burr is killing, dot, 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 my buzz. Uh, And then said, please get off the stage. Hashtag boo. (laughs) I had another guy write. um, He tried to claim that I, I told the crowd to go out and murder people. And it fucking, I laughed so hard when I read that. It's just like, what is so funny about doing stand-up is, or just public speaking in general, is the second you get done saying it, it's, it's not yours anymore. It goes into people's heads. I know I've said this before, but however they hear it is how they hear it. And then they write back to you with supreme confidence that they totally understood your intentions. This guy said that I was on stage and I told the crowd to go out and go murder people. I didn't say that. That completely wasn't my point. Um, but I've learned to not, I've tried to anyways, learn to not give a shit and just be like, all right, well, that just has to do with maybe somebody yelled right as I said that sentence and he didn't hear it. Or maybe it's his childhood. I don't know what, but he wrote like, you know, cause I was retweeting people who said nice things like, Hey, you really made me laugh. I retweeted that. And he wrote to me like, you know, Hey Bill retweet this. Maybe like, you know. Hands on the hips, you know, with the fists standing there like Superman, like so fucking confident. I actually had to think for half a second to be like, what fucking joke did I tell that he thought that that's what I was saying? I was like, oh, 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 oh I know what joke it is. Yeah, it's like, dude, I w- and I wanted to write back to him like, you know, or you could, you know, pay a little closer attention to the meaning of the joke. But maybe he was paying attention. That's just how he heard it. But you know what? That's not my fault. It's not my fault that, you, that that's what you heard. I find that a little bizarre that that's what you thought. Um, I hope that whoever wrote that isn't one of, those, uh, one of those list people. You know, those people that are just kind of like they got their little list like, okay, these, these are good words. These are bad words. You know? Or not, not even like bad, just like there's one context like if you say this word, that means you're a homophobe. If you say this word, that means you're sexist. If you if you feel this way on this subject, uh, you're a Jesus freak. You're a gun nut. Uh, you're you're a you're a baby murderer. Whatever. The, wherever they stand on whatever fucking issue, abortion, whatever. Like they they don't listen to what you're saying. Um, and it, what it makes for some really entertaining tweets. Um. I ought to save them. I had to save them one time and just fucking, I'd say put out a book, but why do that? No one would, no one would buy it. Just fucking, you know, save a goddamn tree with this laptop that probably killed fucking 40,000 trees. And I'll just put them all out there. I, I got somewhere in my, one of my hard drives, I have a bunch of hate mail. I just kept saving them because they were fucking hilarious. And I was also trying to learn to see the humor in them. Because back in the day, I would actually write the people back. And then what you learn after a while is it's like, uh, you know, you actually kind of wait, like, validated. You know, if the, what they said is wrong, then just let it go. You know? That's kind of what I've learned. Just let it fucking disappear into the abyss. But I got to tell you, they're fucking hilarious to read. Hashtag boo. Um. Anyways. Where are we? Where are we in the podcast at this point? 36 minutes in. All right. I'm going to go a little short because it's also my Labor Day, you know? Yeah, I work so fucking hard, don't I? Telling jokes. Goddamn fucking. What the hell is this? Labor Day. I think I read this every year because I always forget what it is. Uh, Labor Day in the United States, for you people around the world, uh, is a holiday celebrated on the first Monday in September. You know what I realize There's actually somebody who might work in a sweatshop listening to this going like beside themselves, you know, going like you actually have the balls to have a labor day after what the fuck I do, you know, or maybe they used to work there. because if you still work, they probably wouldn't have a laptop. You know, they don't allow you to see things, do they? Have you guys seen that movie about that train that never stops moving with Ed Harris? Ah, Jesus, did I just ruin the end of the movie? I'm going to shut up right now. I think I just ruined the end of the movie. Um, <laughs> Labor Day in the United States, everybody, is a holiday celebrated on the first Monday in September. It is a celebration of the American labor movement and is dedicated to the social and economic achievements of workers. Basically, they had slave labor here, and we started unions to get out of it. And then uh, the unions, for the most part, became what they were fighting, and then the companies left. And uh, now we're all in cubicles. Uh, it constitutes a yearly national tribute to the contribution workers have made to the strength, prosperity, and the well-being of their country. Uh, oh, that's what it is. Sorry. Labor Day was prom- promoted by the Central Labor Union and the Knights of Labor, who organized the first parade in New York City. And the Haymarket Massacre, which occurred in, in Chicago on May 4, 1886. Ah, oh, we got to look up this one. This is why you get a decent wage, because these people died. It's fucking unbelievable. Protest and how much you make an hour and you actually take a shovel to the fucking head. The Haymarket Affair, also known as The Haymarket Affair, also known as the Haymarket Massacre. This is like, you know, whether which side of the shovel you were on. If you were the one who killed somebody or sent the people down to kill the fucking rabble rousers, that was called the, the, the Haymarket Affair. And everybody who was there or knew people got killed called it the massacre. And the cops called it the Haymarket Riot. All right, here we go. It was the aftermath of a bombing that took place at a labor demonstration on Tuesday the 4th, 1886 at Haymarket Square in Chicago. It began as a peaceful rally in support of the workers, striking uh, for an eight-hour day and in reaction to the killing of several workers by the police uh, the previous day. Oh, that was the shovel day. All right. An unknown... An unknown person threw a dynamite bomb at the police as they acted to disperse. The, ah, that's not the way you get your point heard. The bomb blast. Oh, wait a minute. I had this backwards. Maybe the the workers called it the affair. Oh,
1: that if, dude. It was a little. We had a little affair, you know. You know, I was doing. It was one fucking stick, dude. One stick.
0: Whatever, dude. They should be on our side. So then I would say that the the cops called it the massacre. And also, see that? This is the great thing about me is I don't read and I just form a fucking opinion. And then I wade into the swamp.
1: I don't think it's that deep. Um,
0: the bomb blast and the ensuing gunfire resulted in the deaths of seven police officers and at least four civilians. Scores of others were wounded. Yeah, that's not a good time to get wounded either in 1886. Jesus Christ. Um... So anyways, yeah, so who knows that? And now it's just this day that we sit around and we, we take a day off and you listen to some fucking moron do a podcast. Um, all right, anyways, let's get to the uh, to the wonderful questions this week. Oh, 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 shit. Oh, shit. Here we go. I actually have a, um, a big promotion here for a good friend of mine, Joe DeRosa, also known as the teen idol sensation from the Opium Anthony program, a.k.a. Joey Roses, a.k.a. Roses, a.k.a. Joey D, um, a.k.a. Shoulderless Joe. All right, Joe De Rosa has a new album coming out digitally on Tuesday, September 2nd. That is tomorrow, if you're listening to it on September 1st. Or it's yesterday, if you listen to it on Wednesday, the 3rd. Or it was seven years ago, and you finally discovered me. How are you in the future? Am I still alive? Um, On Tuesday, September 2nd, and it's called Mistakes Were Made. This is actually a really cool idea. Uh, Mistakes Were Made, the B-sides. It's a double disc of unreleased material recorded at various places over the last seven years. It's essentially Joe's version of rarities that a band would put out. Uh, I think that's cool as hell. And I'll tell you right now, I, for one, I know what I'm doing tomorrow. September 2nd, downloading that album, then congratulating my good buddy Joe DeRosa for a job well done. All right, leaked photos. Billy Gatekeeper, the Internet almost exploded Sunday because a massive dump of hacked nude pictures of celebrities. Yes, it is a violation of trust. Yes, it would be immoral to post or spread. But my question to you is, what if you were the 9 to 5 or even worse night shift guy that doesn't have a lot going on? No girlfriend, no future. How is, it, how is not looking at them making the world better or preventing it from being an issue? So let's break this down. Millions of us see Jennifer Lawrence nude, but guy with 9 to 5 doesn't. Does that change anything? Well, I don't understand your question here. Millions of people. Oh, they're saying. I get. I I missed on out in this story. So I guess they were leaked. Millions of people saw them, and now they're saying, out of respect for her, you don't look at him. So the guy with the nine to five just hears about it. Should he not look at it? Um. <clears throat> does it change anything? Well, it'd be nice if people respected people's privacy. I mean, that. You got to understand that all of us, by being on the internet, you got a tiger by the tail, and. Um, I never liked that cloud thing. I always thought it was, I didn't like that they had my photos, even if they don't leak, somebody has them and somebody can look at them. You know, it's like, you mean, not like I'm taking pictures of my dick or something. I mean, I don't know why I would do that. That's fucking weird. Um, but it's just, you know, family photos and just private photos of where I am and what I'm doing. Like all of that type of stuff. Yeah. I think that's really weird. And, um, I don't know. I don't like any of this shit. I don't like doing any of this. It's why I don't bank online, even though I know all my information. my All my, my information is online, just in case I want to bank online, which is fucking hilarious to me. I don't think that that should be legal. I think they should have had to clear that with me because anything that is online is compromised. There's no such thing as a secure site. All there is is more secure. So, um, I don't know. I would like to think that you wouldn't do it. I'm not going to do it. She's mortified. There's plenty of naked women out there on the internet that are doing it and making money off of it and want to do it. Just respect your privacy and don't do it. You wouldn't want somebody doing that to you. Um, Not that anybody give a fuck seeing you naked, but whatever that that version of it is. You wouldn't want somebody to hack into your bank account and take all your money and that type of shit, you know? Um, I feel bad for her. I, uh, you know, but I mean... Hopefully, everybody stops using the cloud. I think I actually inadvertently am, using, am, am on the cloud now. I see that little icon, and I don't ever remember signing up for it. Granted, I suck at these things, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's very strange, and I just think the further we go into the future, the less and less privacy there's going to be. And rather than people thinking about it in a rational way, in a human way, It's just going to be a bunch of screaming and yelling, um, which kind of seems to be what all debate is now. It's screaming and yelling. It's not listening to uh, another person's point of view, having an ability to be swayed, trying to hear where they're coming from. It's all about just getting out your point of view, talking over somebody and hyping your fucking way. You know, that split screen shit where, you know, they're going to debate something and then the two people just start yelling at each other and whoever yelled louder... I guess wins. I don't know. It's kind of like those fucking Google glasses. Like if those things ever take off, the fact that someone can then walk around and just be randomly filming people and convers like all privacy is gone. And I know, even though you're out in public, but you know, you know, you you're, you should just be interacting with who you're interacting with you know, right then and there, like to, to, to then take it to an, well, you're in public. So now what I share it with the world. That's, I don't know. I, 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 I am not looking forward to that aspect of, uh, of the future. You know what I mean? I, I did that, that, that shit to me is all fucking creepy. All right. So here we go. Next one, uh, dollar bills, dear dollar bills. What's your favorite form of currency? I'm a huge fan of 20s. What bill best represents you? Oh, man, dude, I like the $100 bill. $100 bills, the fucking nothing I You see old Ben's fucking face? You got a couple of those in your wallet? That's my favorite. I like that, and I like the five. I like the five bucks. I like Lincoln. I just like the way it looks. I've always liked the Lincoln Memorial. Um, the fifties weird. I really like a, uh, I like the $100 bill. And I'm fascinated with the $500 bill and the $1,000 bill. Like, where can you get those? Can I go down to the bank and like withdraw 1000 bucks and say, yeah, can I get that and just get $1,000 bill? That's what I want. I'm sorry, sir, we don't have any. Well, that's how I want it. But then what happens? Do they have to go get it? You know, like you like this well this like it's a special order car and I gotta wait three months for the factory to build it? Like how does that work? Who uses thousand dollar bills? That's gotta be done like when we're doing some dirty deal. Arms for hostages, you know, you got that fucking briefcase. There has to be a bunch of thousand dollar bills in there. You know what I mean? I don't know. But I, I would say I like the hundred. You have a hundred dollar bill, you feel you just you just you just become more generous.
1: No, 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 I got
0: it, I got it. You fucking take it out, you slam it down on the table. $20, Bill, you're playing a little closer to the chest, you know? I only got 20 of these things. I got 100. Who wants
1: some potato skits? All
0: right, comedy tour. Billy the King. Looks like uh, you're having fun on the Oddball Tour. I had a great time. Could not have had a better time. Please tell us a funny story or a joke from the tour. I think I already did that. We saw you wheeling Sarah. In the Cristalia picture on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll retweet that one on the uh, the MM podcast, too. I don't even know how that happened. She was just sick of walking through that giant airport. So she was trying to like, you know, she was making us laugh. She was trying to almost like treat it like how you'd lay down on a skateboard. She had this giant bag that she was a uh, check bag. So she started going on it and she was slowing down. I just sort of grabbed it and started walking with it. And she was like, this is the fucking greatest way to go through an airport. She loved it. And then Chris D'Elia took a picture of us. And even though we were having a lot of fun, what's funny about the picture, we were laughing was it looks like we were a couple that just got arraigned for something shady. And now we're walking out of court and we're just trying to get past the press. Like, you know, that face people have where they, they when, after they get arraigned for, they haven't been acquitted. They haven't been, they haven't been convicted. They just got arraigned. Like this is what we are accusing you of. And this is the time you are facing that fucking look. Um, I could never have that look on my face. I think he caught me between emotions. I think my inner thought was like, am I going to be in this picture? I don't think I'm in this picture. <laughs> hey, go. Is that funny enough? I don't know. Made me laugh. He said, if you were going to put together a comedy tour, of only deceased comics and you were the host, who would you pick? Keep in mind you have Chaplin up there to lean into the wind or Abbott and Costello for some who's on first shit. Legendary bit. Uh, they're all dead, so you're not pissing anyone off. Um, all right, well, I'm not going to talk about any of my dead friends because that's too fucking sad. So I will talk about uh, Charlie Chaplin to do a stand-up show. I'd still have him coming out. I, I don't know. I, I've become a huge fan of his. I like, I never had the patience to sit down and watch one of his movies. And I was in, uh, when I was in Montreal. I sat down and I had breakfast by myself, sat up at the bar and, uh, Jesus, Bill, even at breakfast, you're at a bar. Absolutely. Um, and they had it on in the background and because it's silent, you know, I didn't have to listen to any dialogue and I was actually able to follow it and, I really got into the whole character of the tramp, what a piece of shit he was. And he was always having problems with the cops and running into shady characters. He's always going up and down the alleys and stuff. I, I just like, I like this guy, you know? So yeah, I'd have him on there. I had Buster Keaton. Got to have WC fields at some point. My chickadee. Had him coming out there, being all grumpy and shit. Um, all the other obvious ones that you'd know Pryor, Carlin, Kinison, Hicks, all of those guys. Um, yeah, I guess I, you know, I guess the obvious ones. Red Fox. You know. Oh, speaking of which, um, <clears throat> by the way, uh, yeah, it sucks about Joan Rivers right now, man. She doesn't get a fucking do. You watch? It's unfortunate if she actually. Passes away, which I hope doesn't happen. Um, there's no way to not put her top five, top six all fucking time. If for some reason, you know, she hasn't gotten her credit. I, I don't understand why. And for the love of fucking Christ, I don't want to listen to the fucking woman issue again. There's plenty of people that don't get their fucking due. But I'm sure with her, because it was way back in the day, I'm sure there was an element of that. But I'm fucking exhausted with that fucking topic. Um, but anyways, yeah, she's like top fucking... Six, seven all all-time, five, like where, if you put her in top five all time, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I think cause she's still like, she doesn't put out specials. She's just on that fucking fashion channel shitting on people's dresses. But if you actually put it on and you listen to the jokes that she's doing, it's just like, they're fucking unbelievable. Who was telling me a joke? I think Sarah told me this weekend she had a joke. I, it was a joke about Woody Allen. And it was something about somebody. Went, I'm going to fuck the whole joke up. It was something about you know when you you, know, you take karate and you're a yellow belt. And she did some sort of joke about the last time something yellow became came in between Woody and uh, whatever Mia Farrow. It was a reference to the karate belt and that he's, he has an Asian wife. I completely butchered it. Jesus Christ! I didn't even back into that joke. I just fucking <laughs> threw that thing into the chipper. Um, but it's just that type of shit I, I can never get away with that fucking joke. Um, so, anyways, I don't know. I, I I I really hope she fucking pulls through, man. It's a fucking legend and a half. And, uh, all you guys want to be tough on Twitter and be like, "What? what's the big deal? She's fucking 81. Like, I, I get it. I get it. You're edgy. All right. Back to school. Hello, Mr. Burr. I'm about to start, start my sophomore year of high school soon. And I want to know if you can give me some advice. Yeah. Don't do what I did. Uh, he said, my grades were pretty good last year. So that really isn't a problem. Dude, that's fucking huge. Keep your grades up. Keep your options wide open. Unlike mine, that fucking closed immediately. Uh, For this upcoming year, uh, oh, so the, 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 whatever, the the grades aren't a problem for this upcoming year, but the girls of my school are. I have no problem making friends in both genders, but I can't really seal the deal with the ladies. I know I am young and probably shouldn't not be worrying about sex yet, but but as a horny teenager, oh, Jesus Christ, please tell me this is a guy. He said, I feel the need Oh, he said with women. But, you know, you never know. I, he said, I feel the need to at least try and get laid. I can't seem to be taken seriously by girls in my school. They seem to think I'm just a comedian and not a possible sexual partner. Any advice on how to get with these girls? Any advice is appreciated. I know you get a lot of advice questions, so thank you very much for reading this. Ah, God damn it. He went respectful. I love you, stand your podcast, and your film, blah, 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 and the heat breaking back. Thank you. I appreciate all that. Um, I didn't get laid in high school, so I you're ask you're barking up the wrong fucking tree. I was I was you. I was you. I was making my friends laugh, but I didn't have I didn't have women friends either. So you're you're further along than I am. So I actually'm gonna ask you, how did you do that? I wasn't even like Oh dude, it was a fucking barren wasteland. My my, my childhood was overloaded testosterone, so overloaded that like I don't even like you know, I am just getting like my views and understanding on women at forty six. Like I should have been plowing through this at like nineteen. Um, I it just, as far as understanding how where they're coming from. So, uh, what what can what advice can I give you? Um, <clears throat> um, stop being friends with with women. Uh, see, bad advice. Like, I wouldn't do that. There's, there's that There's that whole fucking bit Chris Rock did where if you stay friends with them too long, they view, the, view you that way, and then looking at you as a sexual partner becomes gross. Um. So, what I, this is the deal. I'm not going to go negative. Stay friends with the women you're friends with. All right? But don't become friends with any other ones. Hit on all the other ones. All right, if you're if you're in a really small fucking pond, go to a fucking party the next town over and be the mysterious guy from the other town. Although if there's football players there, they might just beat the shit out of you. At least that's what would happen when I was a kid. So watch out for that shit. Um, I don't know. I would say the upside is that college is only two years away. College is only two years away. And this is the deal. You're going to be thinking back all the fucking women that you could have fucking been having fun with. Um, So you just you got to put it out there, man. I think that that's what you're doing. I think you're, you're being like uh, you, you don't know how to fucking get into that traffic pattern. You know, you're just sort of circling the fucking you're in a holding pattern here, man. You got you got to try to come in for a landing. And uh, I would say any girl that you are friends with, it's fucking over. Don't even try to hook up with them. Don't weird them out. All right. I would actually you know what I would do a couple of them. I would talk to them. I would talk to them. You know what? If you're friends with them, they'll try and hook you up with some other girl, who they'll see is like, well, you know, she wants to meet a boy. That's there. You go. That might be the way to get in there.
1: Hey, Nia, what? can you help this kid get laid? This is beyond. What? This is beyond
0: my realm. What are you about? It's it's a it's a fucking it's a it's a kid in high school. Some kid in high school, he he has no problem making friends. He's doing well in school. He has a lot of female friends, but he can't seem to get past that. So he's asking me, "How does he get laid as a sophomore in high school?" I was like, "I didn't get
2: sophomore in high
0: school." Whatever, hook, hook up, you know. Get him in the game. He wants some at bats, all right? Aww, so
2: young and cute.
0: He doesn't need to. He doesn't want to be oh, cute. Sorry. This guy wants to be a badass he man. Wants to be he's a got badass. Marlboro man here. You got to build this dude up. Oh, so so you. he he's friends. With a lot of women. So me like a moron. You know what I said? I said, first thing you got to do, don't be friends with any more women. And I immediately heard your (laughs) voice in my head going, you're such a fucking moron. So I was like, all right, (laughs) scratch that. (laughs) (laughs) So I came up with, don't try to hook up with any of the girls you're friends with. Because they've already stopped looking at you like you're a sexual being. It's going to seem gross. You're
2: already in the friend zone. Yeah, the Chris
0: Chris Rock, classic Chris Rock, the friend zone. Mm -hmm. So I said... A couple of them that you feel like you can trust, just kind of put it out there, like, "Hey, you know, I girl, uh, girls, just you, 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 play, uh, you back away, like, hey, you know, girls, they don't want to hook up with me. They, oh, gee, they just look at me like I'm just funny, and then they'll be like, what are you talking about? You have a lot to offer,' and then I think <laughs> that they'll maybe hook him up with some other girl that they know that is probably maybe saying the same shit.
2: Yeah, but he probably knows all those girls though. I feel like he's got to move outside his circle of, of uh, the girls that he's friends with. I mean, if he wants to sort of be like, do you guys think I'm, I don't know, do some sort of like, I don't know what, am I cool? Am I like, do you think girls want to like date me? Because I just feel like, you know.
0: You can't say, am I cool? Once you say, am I cool, I know, you're not I know, cool anymore. I know, terrible, well, I, suggest, that I suggested suggestion. that he go to another town, but I'm worried he's going to run into town. <laughs> Yeah, be the mysterious guy. Where are you from? Ah, the next town over. You should see our 7-Eleven baby. If
2: there's a girl that he likes, he should just go up and just start talking to her, but just make it clear. Not by being like, I want to date you or I want to fuck you because I'm looking to get lit. Not like that, but just like... Oh, that's bad? Yeah. (laughs) Just start like, you know, just being funny and and, and all that kind of stuff and just being cool with her. But definitely like, you got to put up the flirtatious vibe. That's what it is. It's all about properly flirting. You know what I mean? And not, like, lingering too long with it and not like, oh, can I, you know, just showing up at her locker, you know, in between classes already there. Like, hey, so, going to algebra, huh? Like, not like that.
0: Yeah, lingering's bad. I learned that the hard way.
2: <laughs> Were you a lingerer?
0: And I was quiet, so I looked like a psycho.
2: Creepy, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I could see that. I could definitely see that being your... uh your thing? Oh, when I was younger,
0: You're my thing—like I'm a fucking creep. I didn't know what to do. I was old. I was old Billy Freckles. I wasn't. I was a man without a country. You
2: just gotta just flirt with them. Just be cute with them. Give them a compliment. Don't go too overboard with it. You know, even if it's just something like you know. All right, I'm gonna give hey, you two compliments. Hey, Sally, you know, like nice dress. Keep moving. Keep and keep it. Moving. Hey
0: Sally, nice dress. He's got to give him something better than that. I'm, a, I'm,
2: I'm not really good at this. Okay, because I feel like it's like a natural thing that you have. It's all about. You know what it is, I think? I think once you're secure with yourself and you're not feeling those feelings of inadequacy, that's when that kind of natural swag can happen. You can't manufacture it. So that's why me trying to give him, like, lines to throw out sounds ridiculous because they're completely manufactured.
0: Yeah, and also you're a woman, so you don't have to, like, hit on people. You just show up and look cute. That's why... Yeah,
2: we've been through this before. I'm not getting into it again. That's why
0: at your. Cute age, your opening line is, hey, Sally, nice dress.
2: <laughs> I know that really wasn't terrible. But, but just give out a compliment and keep it moving. That's all I'm saying.
0: Can you come up with a middle ground between, uh, hey, Sally, nice dress and, hey, uh,
2: Sally, nice fucking rack. What? what I say? <laughs> I don't think that I can. Just make it something like, you know, just offhanded. You know, oh, that's cool, or what's that, or, or just ask about something about her, you know? What's that book you're reading? I'm trying to put it in context of like a school type of situation, so it's not completely out of left field.
0: You know what you're good at? Starting the com, getting in. Right. Hey, what's that book you're reading? And then, then she's got to be like, um, uh, it's fucking Harry Potter. And then you're like,
2: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> saw that movie. <laughs> that, that's, that's pretty pretty cool. Oh God, I'm the worst.
0: And then your face turns all red. Well, the thing about it is, too, is we're, we're talking about teenagers here, so I don't know that this know. is this it's is like, fucking I'm, creepy. I'm,
2: it's a long yeah, we're a long ways away from being like in high school, so oh. I can't even like go back there mentally to figure out how a boy that age would talk to a girl. I have no idea because I, I can't I can't remember anything previous to insult
0: her a little bit. Like that's that's how I always hit on.
2: Negging. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the old tearing them
0: down, building them down. No, not tearing them down, but just giving them shit in a funny way.
2: Yeah. Well, that's all. Yeah, that can be cute for sure. T is like a playful teasing. Yeah. But it's like you got to know the person well enough to do that. You know what I mean? It's like if it's some girl that he hasn't talked to in like three years and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, fucking blah, blah, blah. And like, she's going to be like, what? Who's that?
0: Yeah, no. no <laughs> Who no. was
2: that? That's the worst. I've learned Who all these that? lessons. Who was that? It's, did you know, I ever tell you? I feel you, like, I I feel like that? it's less about. Here's my here's my final thought on it. I think it's less about. Oh, shut up! I think it's less about how do I get the girls to like did you me. Tell me. To shut up? Yeah, I did.
0: Why'd you tell me to shut up?
2: Because you, your face was was saying things. No, I because like no, I didn't real- like what your face was saying to me, so I told it to shut up.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what my I was imitating a woman's face when I said something to her one time. That was the face she made at me.
2: What do you mean? What did you say? Uh you know. I was in between relationships. You remember. Just spit it out.
0: No, because it's embarrassing. I was in between relationships, and all these comics were just like, dude, just you know, just fucking say it and blah, 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 and just stay single and just bang a bunch of broads and blah, 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 blah. So I tried to be that guy, So, and it was sort of working for me. And then I just – one night, it just completely backfired. I was at Dangerfield, and this woman came up to me and told me how much she liked – my, you know, blah, 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 started the small talk and everything. And then I tried to be, you know, leather jacket guy I said, Hey, you want to just cut through the bullshit? I mean, I live right up the street. If you want to come uh, oh. and,
2: yeah, and she
0: goes, she just went like, what? huh No, no. I, and she slowly backed away. And I was like, ah. <laughs> I fucking, it took you me six You blew it,
2: BB. You blew it.
0: There was nothing to blow. It was just fucking, it, it wasn't even there. There was no situation. I completely, I misread the whole thing.
2: I feel like this kid has just got to just get his his confidence and his own personal swag going. That's all it is. It's like I feel like it's not about the other people so much It's about how you feel about yourself, you know? And I but I feel like that's also like a concept that's kind of hard for people that.
0: You know what, dude? You're going to figure it out. Just keep fucking trying.
2: Say hi. Just say hi. Hey. How's it going? And keep moving. That's what I feel like. You know how you're talking about the
0: the mystery That's way better than hey, hi guy. Sally, nice dress.
2: Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fucking worst advice ever. You know,
0: judging sense. by your skills and some of the shit that I said back in the day, I don't know how we ever fucking met.
2: How did we make it? I make because I think we're both, you know, it just, just
0: makes sense. Yeah. All right, beat it. I got to read the advertising and wrap this up. I thought you were wrapping it up early. I am, I, but I, I, I got I to do the advertising here. Oh. Stamps.com, everybody. Here's a big dilemma for the week, everybody. Dilemma, dear Billy the Baker's Man, big fan, first time writer, oh, first time to write, dedicated listener for over three years. I have an age old dilemma for you. I have been engaged for about five months to the perfect woman for me. About two weeks ago, she received a text after 10 p.m. from a male co worker. Oh, Jesus. Like the mature man that I am, I passed it off as nothing and kindly reminded her that text after 10 p.m. should only be for emergencies or naughty talk between the two of us. She agreed. I work out of town five days a week. Oh, Jesus. So I'm not there every night. A few days ago, she texted me that she's going to dinner with the same guy. Oh, Jesus. Dude, what the fuck? The same guy, just the two of them, and they're going to the same restaurant as our first date. Jesus Christ, dude. I can't even read the rest of this text. There's so many red flags flapping in my face. I hope I'm not right. She explained that they invited other coworkers, but everyone declined or bailed. Uh, Okay, and if you did the same thing, she would be cool with that? I wouldn't be cool with this. Man or woman would not be cool with this. This is not... Because I'm trying to see, is this like a, a female thing and a guy doesn't understand? This is not a cool... This is not cool. I tell her that this does not make me mad, but I am not happy about it either. She describes this guy as short, single, and dates around. Yeah, he's trying to bang her one more time before she gets married. That's what he's doing. I'm not saying that's what your fiance is doing, but that's what he's doing. The fuck's he going there for conversation? The guy who dates around? Um, ever since that night, and of course my dissatisfaction for the event that occurred, things have been slightly touchy between us. I trust this girl, but I could never trust a single guy. I have I had issues with women and guy friends in the past. My parents divorced when I was young due to infidelity, and I've never been 100% trusting of women. Am I wrong to think that this is inappropriate for an engaged or married woman to go out to dinner? Let's face it, it's a date with a single man or vice versa. Oh yeah, absolutely. Apps of fucking lutely. And the timing of this too, where you're engaged and you're gonna get married, it's like Yeah, I'd be like, listen, if if you want out, just say so. Just rip the band-aid off. Take my heart, throw it across the fucking room into the garbage disposal right now and let's just fucking get this over with because uh yeah, dude, that is a uh, that is, that is not that is not cool. That's not a cool situation. Um, yeah, so I agree with you. You haven't really asked me anything, but I 100% agree with you. That is not, that's not cool. And that's a really shitty position for her to put you in. Um, and I've been that piece of shit other guy too. So I know what his fucking intentions are. So there you go. There's that. Um, I don't know what to tell you. That's one of those things where like, you got to say you can't ever do that again. But then there's also that thing like, I shouldn't have to tell you not to do that. Um, and that's a hell of a fucking tale that they invited all of these other people and they all declined. That sounds like a really bad lie. Um, Jesus Christ. What is that expression about a woman's heart about the secrets it holds? I shouldn't. I shouldn't quote this because you'll never trust them. Um, who's getting who? You can't fucking trust anybody. Let me let me just Google this woman's heart secrets. Let's see if it comes up. Do 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 uh, The woman's heart secrets. New woman's heart program. The woman's heart secret. A woman's heart is. A deep ocean of secrets.
1: <laughs> there it
0: is. Ah, it didn't take too long. Holy shit. Unfucking believable. That's amazing. Is that true? You, you know, the st- that's why I never believe in stereotypes. Because they always say women can never shut the fuck up. They can't keep a secret. And they're always gossiping. Maybe they keep their secrets. Maybe I should shut the fuck up and I've said enough dumb things for the week. What do you think? I think so. Enjoy the rest of your Labor Day. All right, that's the podcast for this week. God bless all of you. Thank you to everybody who came out to the, um, the Oddball Tour. Thank you for everybody who tweeted that they liked me. Thank you even more to the people who said they didn't like me. Uh, they were fucking hilarious. And uh, that's it. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week.